and friends. Of course, I go by the name of the kid, famous. You and now tuned into the Tim and Friends show. Hello, education, entertainment, coast to coast. Ball it up, call it entertainment. Let's get this started. Uncle Tim, let's start this show with five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. All right, we realize there's significant news dominating the rest of the television and social landscape right now. But this is Tim and Friends, and we do sports, although we're only doing it on Sportsnet 360 right now. There is the end of an 11-4 Nats and Cardinals game going on right now on Sportsnet. So at one time or another, over the next little while, I will say welcome to those watching on Sportsnet. It's because this game is really dragging out. And kind of sort of putting us in a precarious position, An 11-4 game, too. Four hours and yeah. counting. And yeah. when it's all said and done, uh, the Cardinals' lead in the division will be all the way down to nine games over the Brewers. You know that this is a producer's dream, right? I know this is, like, difficult, you know, for us. There's going to be an audience come crashing into, but this is a producer's nightmare. I was being sarcastic about the dream. All it's right. a nightmare. It's yeah, sarcasm. No, it it's a complete nightmare. Your delivery of sarcasm oftentimes I, no, well, I can, confounds I can, me. I can backtrack very quickly because you, I see the, the look on your face. Yeah. So when I know when you're genuinely look, confused, yeah. and you, it allows me to just shift gears. You do that quickly. eyebrow thing really well, the Spockian eyebrow. When you deliver the sarcasm, if you deliver it with that eyebrow, then I'll know for Ooh, sure. I'm getting look, some, look, I'm look some look height that today. Thing, eh? I'm some height today. Look at that thing. If you smell what the, what rock, the rock is cooking. It's cooking. What the rube is cooking. <laughs> I, can't I, guess, do the, I can't do the left eye. I guess you don't though. want to be the rube. We're All just, right, uh, Jesse Rubinoff, me, Timothy. <laughs> Our sports landscape is dominated today by Alec the Great, uh, an absolutely legendary U.S. Open match that probably occurred while you were sleeping. And, of course, the return of NFL football. That's right, kids. Week one kicks off Rams, Bills from just outside Hollywood, and the hype is real. Jesse, my alarm this morning on the old phone looked like this. <laughs> I like the end. I like the end. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Uh, how much do you think the theme songs that the NFL has of the broadcasts contribute to the excitement level for the average NFL We fan? need to do a power rankings mm -hmm. of the NFL theme songs because they're damn good. Yeah. And I know I used to be a little more Kanye, but as I hit my Carlsberg years, Jesse, I think I'm a little more of these dudes. So now you've heard all of the theme songs. By the way, you're killing me, song, that's, Smalls. That yeah, thing's awesome. That's Ham Porter. Where, where are you on all this? Which is my favorite? Which is your favorite? Uh, I think CBS. I don't really have an explanation as to why. It's just one of those things. Maddie, can we roll one more time so people can kind of be reminded whose is which and what? Because I think the newest one, the NFL Network, really is the best theme song. Really? Fox. It's, it's good. It's very classic, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the opening to this is feels like an feels like an AFC Championship game. Anytime I hear this. Uh, my, my power rankings are NFL Network, Fox, NFL Network's ESPN, CBS. then CBS. <laughs> and did you and Alish ever do the dance that you guys were no, we ran chirping about on the show yeah. that you were going to do? Sometimes you just flat run out of time, and that's what happened to us. It was unfortunate, but, you know, it happens. Listen, I was on vacation, but I, but I heard that you were practicing. Uh, yeah, may, may or may not have been practicing. But I'm, don't even look. You're looking at me like I'm gonna get up and like try it. I'm not uh, doing that. <laughs> not, there's not a chance. Not today. You read my mind. <laughs> not today. I know I'm just listen, on 360, I, but no. These, come on. My sources told me no. that you guys were one talking about this mm. and two that you had already practiced some of this. Yeah. Now I don't know which one of the group of three you would be in. Whether you're Smalls, I mean the the barrel hanging out on the end is wonderful. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you take the gram, you put the chocolate on the gram, you roast the mala. Sandlot quote. That go right over your head? No, I just have to. You, you are completely and utterly dodging any of the questions <laughs> that I'm throwing out at you <laughs> by saying some sort of quote from Look, the Sandlot. Okay, I'll be honest. When we all know that the one quote is either you're killing me smalls or something that you can no longer say on national TV. You uh, throw like a girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yes, you're right. But I think uh, you take the gram is, yeah. is very much up there. I would okay. say it's in the pantheon of Sandlot quotes. Okay. Maybe the Mount Rushmore, if you want to go there, is probably third or fourth. I'm not dancing, so that's it. Fine. Stop looking at me like that. I'm ready for football. <laughs> so is Adam Rank, who will join us in our final hour. I may have been stalling because the game is uh, in the bottom of the ninth, and the cards now have the bases loaded at 11-4 with Albert Pujols oh my on deck. Oh, baby. There's no way this thing gets interesting, is oh there? Oh, my goodness. Well, Pujols is coming on deck, and that guy just, all he does is hit home runs. So, maybe. It's possible. All right. If it gets more interesting... We will get to this in its final hours over on Sportsnet. Final speaking hours. Of, speaking of final hours, uh, try as I might, I could not hang with what just might be the greatest tennis match of a generation that lasted until the wee hours of the morning. Yannick Sinner, Carlos Alcaraz, they might not be household names, but they will be. Mm -hmm. And they went toe-to-toe, blow-for-blow. In fact, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with anything in the sports world last night, including the J's and O's. In fact, Jesse, before we get to first things first, before we get to maybe Albert Pujols coming up in a closer game in St. Louis... Ridiculous, that game, yeah. Who went behind the back better? Alcaraz in the middle of the night in Flushing, for those who haven't seen his behind the back, on the move, and to make it even better, wins the point. If you don't win the point, that's just a, a footnote. You win the point and you win the match in epic styles. That's really good. Yeah, I think uh, Alcaraz, I mean, Vladdy was, un was unreal. Very fun to watch. I'm not 100% sold that he absolutely had to do it. Alcaraz had to do that, and the athleticism was off the charts for Alcaraz. But this was sick, too. Like, that's, that's nasty. That's nasty. It's hard to choose between the two of them, and I appreciate that very much. But Alcaraz's athleticism is next level. I, got, I don't know if you knew we had the video ready for the Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 
but you said you don't know if he had to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sold that he had to. I think he could have just turned, oh, no, you, wa- you watch that body. again. Yeah, play, play it again. Play you it watch again. that again, yeah, and you again. tell me that you don't know. that This is a 260-pound yeah. big fella. Yeah, he's not, he's nimble Moving forward, you think he can stop and sidearm? Just turn a little bit. I think you get to turn, but I, I, don't, I don't want to take anything away from that. That's well, you a, just did. I don't think that takes away from that. I just think, you know, you're saying that he didn't have to do it. It was a flashy, great play. Very, very impressive play. We all know that they're both ripping off Bartolo Colon, but whatever. Are you going to answer which one you thought was better? I think it was Vladimir Guerrero. Really? Jr. Yeah. On the really? move, key spot. Didn't you see? I mean, I hope the kids don't read the lips of Alec Manoa. But did you read yeah, the lips yeah, of Alec yeah, Manoa? Yeah, it was yeah. quite clear he thought that was a sick yeah. play. Two big boys pretty nimble on their feet there. <laughs> yes, looking very it. nimble. Yeah. Uh, all that uh, coming up. Some great Alex the Great talk because we got to get into Alec and what it's, he did on the hill last night. Uh, Ricky Romero will join us from L.A. We'll get into Alec Manoa and, of course, in First Things First. Speaking of FTF, let's get this show on the road no matter what's happening in St. Louis. <laughs> Yes, sir. Let's chop it up. Cooper Cup. First things first. First. It's still 11-4, by the way. They had a pitching change yeah. over on Sports. Oh, base, base hit. hit. This thing's going to go. Through the left side. It's going to go extras. Pujols is coming up. Do you want to watch Albert Pujols? Like me personally? Yeah. At I back? Like too, yeah. No, I mean like with the audience. Why not? Yeah, if, together? If, if we're able to do this... And Albert Pujols this is, very cool, yeah. is coming up to the plate at 695 home runs. Live television, here we go. Why not? We were going to talk about the Jays. We're still going to talk about the Jays. But here's Albert Pujols, 2-1, in an 11-6 Washington lead. Beautiful. Let's just watch in and see if Beautiful. we see history made live on Tim and Friends and Sportsnet. With runners at first and second, 0 for 4 today. And again, the fans on their feet, those that have stuck around and maybe get a treat here. The first pitch. In for a strike with a breaking ball. The 0-1, popped up, right side, will it get out of play, no, Manessis makes the catch, runner tags, that's Kisner from second to third. All right, Albert Pujols is stuck at 695, uh, 3,364 hits. And a war of over 100. Uh, he <laughs> flies out, much to the dismay on, and listen, like, for a second there, I thought last night they came back from 5-1 down in the bottom of the ninth. First team all year long, the cards were, to come back from four runs or more down in the bottom of the ninth. I was wondering if they might do it again. I wondered if we might get that storybook one more time. It's, it's crazy how good they are, considering you know, some of their best players are up there in age. I know they have Goldschmidt, but Adam Wainwright leading the rotation, 40 years of age. Age is just a number in baseball, it seems, these days. It's also the division. Yeah. I mean, Goldschmidt's probably going to win the Triple yeah, Crown. He's been Might ridiculous. possibly win the yeah. Triple Crown. But this game's ending now, I think. Yeah. 
Which, which would be nice for us. Okay, uh, a huge win in uh, <laughs> for the Blue Jays in Baltimore last night, beating the Orioles 4-1 as they take three out of four in the pivotal series. Alec Manoa gave up just three hits and one run over eight innings. Unreal. And Jordan Romano closed it out for his 31st save of the season. What was the most impressive part of last night's win? Team? I appreciate you putting this one on a tee for me. Uh, Alec Manoa is the answer to that question. Alec Manoa was the most impressive part of that game for me and maybe the season. The season. Mm-hmm. Like, I could spend some time strictly talking about his numbers, 14-7, and 7, 242 ERA, and a whip of 0.99. Under one whip. We could talk about how all of those are in the top 10 in the majors. We could talk about how it's just his second season in the bigs with a grand total of three starts behind a ball and that he's fourth in the AL in pitching war according to baseball reference. We could also talk about how he's feasting on the American League East despite the fact that the Jays have a losing record to everyone outside of the Red Sox. I could do all that. But it would be a disservice to the dude, and make no mistake, he is that dude. First big league start at Yankee Stadium, no problem at all. Trouble in the first last night, no problem at all. Garrett Cole jumps out of the dugout, no problem. Come past the Audi logo, son. Stop the bleeding start in Pittsburgh after a tough luck loss to Otani, no problem. Like I said, he is that dude. And having a 24-year-old kid with that kind of stage presence is really, really valuable. Now, I know that there's nerds out there who say, hey, the numbers are what the numbers are, and that's what you'll pitch to. But those nerds have never played in a big game in their career, ever. Alec Manoa absolutely has big game in his DNA. It doesn't mean he won't lose in a big spot. It just means special players make special plays and special days and make no mistake again This is a special player, and he proved it again last night. I want to welcome those who were watching the Cardinals drop the game to the Washington Nationals. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was too bad that Albert Pujols did not go deep Mm -hmm. in that bottom of the ninth inning. It's too bad that they didn't come back from another extreme deficit for the second time in as many days. But again, uh, as we told you on Sportsnet 360, we would say welcome to those watching the cards and the nets. Uh, so we're just talking about Alec Manoa and his ridiculous performance uh, once again last night. Um, you talked about the moxie that he has in the mound for someone who's 24 years of age. Uh, what do you make of the... But it's not just... Mo- like, the, like Leadership is what I'm going to ask you about. Like the fact that he's no. 24 and leading the team in this way. I want to use a word more than moxie though. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a set. Yeah. Careful. He's got cojones. Yeah. Why can we say it in Spanish I have but no not idea. in English? I actually I have no idea. I was just thinking that exact thing. <laughs> He's got no big idea. brass. I'll get the boss on the You line know here. what? Yeah. yeah. He's got more than just Moxie. And and yes, like I I wouldn't be afraid. Listen. Sometimes we forget how young Bo Bichette is and how young Vladimir Guerrero Jr is. But like the leadership that Manoa has shown throughout this season in big spots I mean even the way he speaks to the media like here's his answer about why he thought this was a big game we all know you and I were talking about it three out of four in Baltimore was a hell of a lot different than a split especially after you swept the doubleheader to start the series here's Alec Manoa after last night's start 
it was a sticky situation, and I think this team handled it perfectly. Uh, didn't let them get us out of our groove. Didn't flinch. Let them talk their thing. We're going to talk with the batsman, with the glove, and with the arms, and with the ball. And that's exactly what we did. Like, am I, am I, listen, Marcus Simeon was obviously a leader with this team mm-hmm. last year. Uh, we've seen different people take leadership roles. Am I, am I way off base by suggesting that this is one of the leaders of the team? No. This might be the leader of the team? Yeah. Well, first of all, he's a very public uh, leader of the team because he's a quote machine. Like, the things that he says outwardly uh, tell you a story of, I think, the, the persona that he has not just on the field but also within the clubhouse. And last night, he's 24 years of age, and he talked about not letting the Orioles get them out of their groove. It is conceivable that a 24-year-old who had hit 14 batters coming into last night's game would maybe let that, let that get him off his game, maybe hit a guy, and then you don't know what happens from there. But the ability to not do that, to tackle your own emotions, which I'm sure he wanted to do something about what happened the day before, but he checked that, and he said, look, I'm going to let my arm do the talking. And he went to work against the Orioles. I was even more impressed with getting through that first inning. Yeah. Like that, that first yeah. inning yeah. could have rattled him and he settled in. I'm, I, I, will, I will stand by and I wish the folks on Sportsnet who were watching the Nats and Cards could have seen what I said. But he is that dude and he's shown it repeatedly this season. The numbers are really impressive. He's top five in the American League in every statistical category basically that you can throw at a pitcher. And we might be understating it by just talking numbers when it comes to Alec Manoa because he's got that big game presence. And he showed it again last night. Well, naturally, the question then becomes, uh, should the Jays bring him back on four days rest? Because he's been so good this season, and there is a spot available for him to pitch on four days rest. Is that something you would do? Yeah, I think they got to figure out what they're doing on. I mean, this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves, and I see why Jays fans would want to get ahead of themselves because – Uh, You've got that five-game series with the Rays on deck after Texas. But what's being talked about right now is potentially some sort of bullpen start on Sunday versus Texas like they did in Pittsburgh. And perhaps going back to Manoa to start that series on four days rest. I, I, I wonder, though, if you aren't overstating these games a little bit by doing that. I would just, listen, Manoa's going to say he wants to go. Of course. Because that's what he does. He wants the ball. He never wants to give the ball up in any way. Needed to bring, uh, what did he say, brass knuckles to take the (laughs) ball away from him? Yeah. Um, So he's going to want the ball. I think Jays, they have enough people working on that staff that can figure out whether or not they're worried about the innings that he has never pitched before and whether or not he would need an extra day of rest if they determine that he doesn't. I'm all good with it. Yeah. I mean, it's just fascinating that a month ago, it seems like we were talking about, are, should we be concerned about Alec Manoa's workload? The numbers were dipping a little bit. You addressed the splits. Yeah. But now we're talking about potentially just throwing him out there four days rest. Like, it's nothing because he's been so dominant. It's just crazy how in the span of a month, things can change. But that's what big game players do, right? Like, you, there starts to be questions, and then you answer them. Mm-hmm. And repeatedly, like, even I sat here a year ago and said, like, are you sure Yankee Stadium is the place to put a guy who's thrown three games above single-A ball? And, man, did he answer that question. Every time you've put him in a spot, basically, he's answered the question. Once again, last night he did. Paul writes in and says, just say Manoa has big baseballs. 
the big guy baseballs. Is yeah. All right, I, I like that. Signs off with a Pauly, so we know who it is. Hey, Pauly! Love it. Yeah, Pauly LaFave. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'm going to throw this to you. I got uh, a cousin Pauly. Do you? Yeah. Hey, cousin Pauly. Got a new one. Pauly yeah, LaFave. Nice. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you. Do you want to talk about Romano, who continues? Yeah, to- I just think that like, I keep putting it in my note, and I know that that's why you're bringing it up or here. Or yeah. Yeah, like there's there's a couple of things here uh, that need to be mentioned, and repeatedly, that dude also shows up. Uh, I think we did it after the Pittsburgh series, mm-hmm. but it, it's too bad he's not further along in his career where he could make some real money. Yeah. He's just so dominant. He's, he's unbelievable, and arbitration for older players in Major League Baseball kind of sort of sucks. Yeah. So I'll just say that. 31 saves. If you had told me going into the season, this is where the American League save, the American League save leaders would be, I would have said, I'm ah, not so sure about it. But Jordan Romano, uh, it's wonderful. And the other one was Vladdy. Yeah, that's interesting. The interesting thing is that they're still winning while Vladdy is struggling. Papers over the struggles for now. Yeah, and, and you would assume, given the fact that he's got a history of being pretty good, that he'll bounce out of that. Mm-hmm. Just like we've seen Bo Bichette, who's now hottest player on planet Earth, bounce out of his doldrums. Literally. Uh, it, it might. It might. Literally? Not literally. Figuratively, but yeah. He right. is the, he is I was the hottest. Thinking like that would be he fun. is the hottest hitter in the, yeah, yeah. the universe, uh, the world. Major League Baseball. Maybe there's someone. I'll take actually, it up. Yeah, I'll take it's probably it Probably a softball. I didn't know. I didn't know which literal you were going for. Yeah. Hot <laughs> or bouncing. I will accept that there might be a t-ball player somewhere that's hotter than Bo <laughs> So I'm not going to say he's the hottest hitter in the world, but right. the hottest hitter in Major League Baseball. Ricky Romero coming up a little bit later on. We'll Indeed. ask him uh, if he's seen anyone hotter than Bo Bichette and whether or not he expects. Listen, I fully expect that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will go on a tear before the season ends. Just right now he's struggling, but they're still winning. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good sign that's for Jays okay. fans. Uh, okay, let's go to the NFL regular season, which begins tonight in L.A. as the defending Super Bowl champion Rams host the preseason Super Bowl favorites, the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Vegas also likes the Bills tonight. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Which of these teams is more likely to be playing in Super Bowl 57 in Arizona in February? That's a tough question. What a wonderful question. It is a tough question. I think my answer is not based on which team I think is more talented. In fact, if you asked me to lay money on this game, I would take Buffalo and give the points on the road in L.A. tonight. However, the team more likely to make the Super Bowl is the Los Angeles Rams. And I'll tell you why. I think they've got an easier path. I think the AFC is way more stacked than the NFC is. I don't know what Tampa Bay is going to be this year. I don't know what the Green Bay Packers are going to be this year. The San Francisco 49ers look like a really good football team. Tell me right now what Trey Lance is. Cannot do it. You can't. There are holes in all of those teams. And we found out earlier today there may be a hole in the Los Angeles Rams as well. Matthew Stafford underwent off-season surgery, a procedure on his elbow. There have been rumors, there had been speculation that he was going through something, but off-season elbow procedure. There, there are a lot of question marks in the NFC. There are a lot of question marks around those other teams. I think that the LA Rams might have the least amount of question marks in the NFC, 
and that's why my answer will be I think they're more likely but if you force me to put money on who would win the Super Bowl as opposed to just make the Super Bowl it would be the Buffalo Bills because I think I think the Bills have everything you need two very uh, I thought important notes uh, the last time the Bills were favorites at the beginning of a season was in 90s. 1992 mm-hmm. when they, of course they were coming off back-to-back Super Bowl uh, appearances in the last 32 seasons the preseason favorite which the Bills are has won the Super Bowl just five times yeah I would, I would 32 guess that, that would be pretty low so uh, nonetheless they are extremely talented and today is the opening day of why, the season why, why you got a poop all over the Buffalo Bills parade I mean it's a wonderful stat five of 32 is that what it was yeah it's five it's yeah I mean yeah. it's not it, it's actually not that crazy and I don't want to poop all over the Buffalo Bills because I think well, they're an extremely just, talented team but I do think what we tend no, to didn't, do you didn't poop over the Bills you pooped in their fans no I'm not going after Bills who mafia have been subjected no, to no, a no, no 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 I'm not going after By those hitting them with the numbers. I'm saying that I think uh, <laughs> the, the media is playing, as we <laughs> are part of it, it's, I feel like the media always wants to anoint the next team. Of course they do. And Josh Allen, incredible player. The Bills have a ton of, they're great on offense, they're great on defense, they're a very, very good team, good coaching. But why should they be anointed as the next ones? They still lost last year. Because they should have the won that game. Round. Sure, but they did. But they lost. No, but they should have. They they gave more than anyone thought they had. One of the greatest games ever. Yeah, but it just feels like they there's a risk here that there There is so much football hot air and overrating of this team. But we'll see tonight. We'll We'll see if they're the real deal tonight. Mark one. Okay, do you do you really think they're overrated? I think uh, everybody or in the football world, is anticipating them to be great. And I think that sets up, that's a dangerous game. But who should be the favorite if they're not? Like, that's the only question I have. They should be the favorite. But I think your point about the AFC is very valid, and it brings other teams into the equation. Like, to to assume that they are going to be the best team in the NFL when they play in a conference that is more difficult than the NFC, I think that's asking a lot because they have to get through that gauntlet. So it's, it's going to be a challenge. The divisional gauntlet isn't what it used to be either. The division isn't, but the yeah. AFC is. Um, but the right. regular season leads us to a uh, match game. I cut Did you, you know off. Did you know we were going to that? Yeah, I know. I cut you off. No, okay. uh, the NFL returning makes me feel like blank. The NFL returning makes me feel like blank. And Canadian Eagles writes in and says, the NFL returning makes me feel like the Joe Rogan reacts. Joe Rogan after every knockout? After every knockout. And there's been a few <laughs> in the last little while. Matthew says, the NFL returning makes me feel like peeling the plastic screen cover fresh off a new phone. Or TV. Feeling. Or, or TV. TV, yeah. Uh, Mike says, the NFL returning makes me feel like not enough people watch the movie Concussion. Anyways, <laughs> let's go Bills. <laughs> Have fun tonight, Mike. Uh, JJ says, uh, the NFL returning makes me feel like it's a lemur. Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Is it okay. real? I, I believe so. So, JJ, uh, write us and tell us if you know if that's a lemur. Uh, the NFL returning makes me feel like Joe says the first time she invited me over when her parents were away for the night. I get it. Uh, Dano, the NFL returning makes me feel like this this dance. This, this one's been making the rounds yeah. on social media today. I Keep them coming, yeah. kids. At Tim and Friends. Match game will ride all day once again. The NFL returning makes me feel like blank. It's pretty easy. 
All right, so we'll get to some of those match games. Plus, Adam Rank will join us on the season kickoff as the defending champs take on the Buffalo Bills. Ricky Romero on the Jays' big weekend. And after the break, my friend and yours, Cabby in studio ahead of the NFL season. Tim and friends on a Thursday. Friday Junior begins now. gives me great pleasure to introduce my next guest in studio, the one and only, the king of SM Bets. Let's go, let's go. Old school friend of the show, dating back to whenever the hell it started with Sid Sixero. His name is Cabral Richards. Thank you very much. Only one on? that claps for himself. Yeah, that's right. We clap for ourselves. Yeah. We're bringing good vibes. Only. Do you, do you realize that you've come in here several times now since rejoining the Sportsnet crew yeah. with wonderful shirts and it's called SM Bets merch, Tim. And, and your friend, Uncle Timmy, from back <laughs> I, in the day, has not got any I, you know, of this that's swag. That's so I got to go. Where do I where do I log on to come up with this? No, we're gonna get this merch. You, we don't. There's no like store. You have to just. You have to acquire. You have to like, you know, interact with the content. Throw out a few hot takes every once in a while. And then SM Bets on on the socials. Okay. And then we might send you a send stop you a, leaning back with this hoodie. barrel hanging out. What's, what's going there. on with you? Oh, the barrel's just hanging out right The now. barrel is what yeah, it's called? Yeah, the barrel is just <laughs> right over the old belt. I lean back. I saw myself on camera. Is this, and is this maybe Alejandro to... Kirk Thursdays? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't I, I should take shots. It, it, it may be. It may be. Uh, so what's going on? What is, uh, what okay, is up in your well, world right listen, now? Uh, the last time I was here wasn't under the greatest <laughs> circumstances. It was the worst day of my professional life. I ate pizza with a certain protein. Yeah. <sighs> And um, I want to redeem myself. Right. Over, oh, oh my here, gosh, man! You guys are the B-roll. Here's here's the video. Oh of my goodness! What was just in case you had forgotten what was professionally the worst day of your <laughs> no, career. No, I can't forget. I'm still trying to wash that yeah. out. So it was a yeah. beef penis pizza, yeah. and I lost. SM bets. We lost the Natty, the college championship, the final. You guys had Kansas, and we had North North Carolina. So over the course of the season, since NFL is back, we have to. We, <laughs> you put the need, beef penis awfully close to. The, yeah, all right, great, continue. Sorry. Okay, yeah, listen, let's forget about that. Okay. All right, I'm trying to redeem myself and the SM Bets community. All right, so we want yeah. to do a season-long series of like picks, Tim and friends, SM Bets, and 
I can't remember. You guys started hot last year, but then you yeah, tapered we, off. Cold, yeah, we, we, we were we were yeah. we were bigging up the record the entire you first half Yankees of the season. Yeah, at the beginning of the we year, were the and Yankees. then you're now yeah. Yankees and or Mets who are <laughs> starting to like, Yankees. Very is perfect. Could could the, could really. both New York teams blow this? Could lead? you imagine? That would be like Amazing. a colossal. I mean, week slash month in New York on tabloids, TV, radio. Like we should just. Continuously roll on it if they blow the if and, both of them blow and the there's all that pressure to re-sign Aaron to, to like you know secure yeah. the bag for Aaron Judge and remember how these mother bleepers they went they won one game against the Atlanta Hawks like the Knicks and the yeah. Knicks fans are still reeling from not getting Donovan Mitchell who's now in our conference and he's you know opening day is Raptors Cavs and we're gonna see Spider Mitchell drop. Whatever, but anyway, these mother bleepers, one win against Atlanta. They're out, yeah. bing, bong, like out in the street. Like, that fan base oh, is wild, it, bro. It, they're going to need a lot of virtual hugs. And if Mike Francesa is awake for any of this, <laughs> it is going to be amazing. I like All that. Right. He's so, so, so you went from us being the New York Yankees of NFL picks last year. Yeah. Wonderful start. People talking about us breaking the Seattle Mariners' all-time record for picks against <laughs> who is, the spread. Who is this I, I I don't know. I'm just making it up <laughs> in my own brain. And then we kind of slid back down to earth. So we made two picks a week each on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. and we would like to enter that fray. You know, we want to tap in with the SN Bets community. Like what? Like what are some locks this weekend or wh- however? And then you know. Embrace those as our picks versus what you and Jesse pick every Friday. Okay, so how many are we doing here? Is it what is it the full season, bro? No, no, I mean so like two picks each, one pick yeah, each. Yeah, one how pick many? for you, one pick for Jesse, and then we'll come in with a couple of picks. So it's just two it's just two Tim and Friends, two oh. S and bets a week. It's simple. All right. And then and then since your picks will be trash, then the season long the, the torture bet will involve trash. At the end of it. <laughs> Do we have the records from last year? Hold on. I don't think we have that. You guys were around, mean, finished around 1,500. Around 500. 500 is not. You knew he was coming in. You could have looked it up. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to take this angle. <laughs> <laughs> that we were trash. I prepared. Yeah, no, we, your picks will be trash. I think you were like four games above 500, and I was two games above 500, which is basically less than juice. So it's not like... We're trying to be the we Bengals made. this year. Oh, and I should also say our squad <laughs> ride. This is separate, but like the SM Bet squad ride, LA Chargers. That's who we're rolling with the whole season as like. Josh yeah, Palmer. I like that. I like that. All right, so I two think, versus two, and you yeah. you get your crew to make the picks. Yeah. So we, we tap SM into the, the community. Right, and, and do we know what? Do we know what? Starting tomorrow. tomorrow. Huh? We'll Starting start tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. So we haven't. We haven't canvassed any picks yet but we will we'll put it on the socials and then we want to be uh tim and all of his friends tim jesse and all of their friends very confident for someone who came in here and obviously had the worst day of his professional life i didn't didn't know you guys gonna bring that back up but yeah yeah, i mean sure you guys always have that trump card to play (laughs) yeah i pulled it early that's true I, i know that you're you're new to the game jesse but before you bring that back up let's ask him what the torture bet will be because in the end, you might be doing what he just did. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Wait, you don't. You, you he, have to do it. Your name is on the show, Tim. Mm, that, no, but it's both is, of our picks. I, you know, I don't. No, no, it's I us. I don't disagree with that. I mean, just saying. It's us. Okay. <laughs> In this case, it's us. If I'm giving up a pick to him, well, I don't know. Okay, that'll be a discussion. Just saying.
Just be prepared uh, for the trash torture bet. Okay, so we should, uh, I think we should open that up on Twitter. Oh, that's dangerous. Man, it's going to be worse that's than what dangerous. I'm... Just suggestions. Bro, you know it's going to be worse. But what's, what's, what's your thing? Like, what are you thinking? Well, it's, it's going to involve some trash because the picks will be trash. But if you open it up to the Tim and Friends that's scary universe... It's already on a Chiron. Like it's is it there. already? Oh, so then it's going to be yeah, like... <laughs> what, what is the grossest animal's like, organs that we can <laughs> find <laughs> and then put on a, some a delicious lemur. food and then someone has to embarrassingly consume it in front of an audience of millions? I mean, we just did the... We had, like, we were talking about the X foods and Jesse hammered down a couple of different things. I mean... The, oh, the from, do- the, from the C&E? Yeah, the donut with pulled pork was nothing. Like, that was really good. Like, Delicious. We, we knew it was I'm going sorry, to be I'm sorry. I know that was the one that you wanted to yeah. jump the gun on. Uh, we had the spicy pickle juice. Yeah, you tried that. It wasn't bad. It just tasted like it was pickled lemonade or something mm-hmm. like that. And it just mm-hmm. tasted like pickle juice. What was the last thing that we were all... Oh, that was the, the cereal. cheese. Yeah. The che- ha- cereal, cornflakes with processed cheese on top. Oh, that's kind of gross. And hot milk. Is the kicker? Oh, hot, hot milk. milk, not warm. Oh, so the the, the, the cornflakes immediately start to so- get soggy. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's that's gross. It, it was a little bit like grilled cheese, but then hmm. you know, after one spoonful, you're you're out. You we're we're talking to people about what they're embarrassed that they eat and love at, at games or just in just, in the world. Just period. Like, what what's the one food that you're ashamed to admit that you love? And someone wrote that in, and Jesse had the guts to try it. So. And it was offered at the CNE, or you just did it at your no, home? No, no, we, we did it did. here. Oh, <laughs> we did it. We did it here Michael on live the TV milk and, oh. in front of millions. Yeah. Yes. In front, in well, front that, of that's what happens when you're on TV. And we did the, the glizzy. Might have been thousands. The glizzy. Yeah, <laughs> the glizzy straw too. We did that. You as did well. the glizzy straw. Yeah, we did the glizzy yeah, straw. Yeah, yeah. We tried. We tried. The here. I don't know how to phrase this. The 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 indent that the straw made. The hole. The hole wasn't big deep enough. Deep enough. Oh. <laughs> We're having a time today. And Jesse couldn't get the, the liquid through. Yeah, you gotta well, be careful. Problem with the length of <laughs> this. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, difficult. Yes. That was a challenge. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Have you seen our match game so I can move on quickly? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody update Jack- Jesse's Wikipedia page. No, but what do we got? Not deep uh, enough. <laughs> the NFL returning makes me feel like blank, which uh, actually fits as well. So uh, the NFL Returning makes me feel like blank. Cabby, what does the NFL returning make you feel like? <sighs> makes me feel like immaculate vibes. Immaculate vibes. Immaculate vibes. Are immaculate vibes among the responses from our audience? Friend of the show, Adam Rank, guest later on the show today, right? Mm-hmm. Writes in, contributor, the office dance. One of the many office dances. Are I you guys office try. people? No. Office fans? You're not. No. I, I thoroughly enjoy the office. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a brilliant to. show. And I love the memes. I can see it through memes, through the internet, but not actually on my TV. Okay, right, uh, more. let's go to this one. Uh, Cab, I think you're going to like this one since... Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. The NFL returning Absolutely. makes it feel like a young, swaggy Tim McCall. Look oh, how high the suit comes to, like, towards the neck. This is Tim at, like, 22 like, years old oh, or something goodness. like that. Right, so Let me see if I can brighten it. That's called a three-piece suit. Jeff. That is... Were you working oh, at yeah. a casino earlier? I was dealing. I was dealing there. 
I want the shoulder pads there. Oh, it looked like, like a at the Holiday Inn on, on well, off nights. Welcome to the Holiday Inn. The bars on five. Can TVs I take your bags? <laughs> the bars in the background, right above your That was uh, that was not actual TV. That was a tryout. Oh, was. Score. Oh, so someone internally has that that screen cap. Yeah, the, they, they oh, stole wow. it. They put it on air, and then people gifted out. How old do you think you were here? Do you remember? Yeah, I would be 20. Wow. 21, Young maybe. Young stud. <laughs> Three pieces. You were writing scripts at, That's that, right. time, at that point. And acting like a complete you know jerk off camera. Like, I was, I used to try to sabotage you guys dancing behind the camera. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is so inside baseball. I'm taking you behind the camera. So there is a camera person operating this camera, and I'll be back there. You know, doing a Carlton day. I remember one time, and I was anyway topless. I think and it was just—it was just an absolute circus. One Trying of, to break you guys, the, like it was the most unprofessional behavior of all time. I and you—and you're very stoic, and you can basically absorb anything. Like nothing can phase you because of your poise, B based on the. Stupidness I used to do behind the camera back in the day. I wish uh, next time you come, which hopefully will be uh, more often in the next little while. Yeah, I want to tell people that story because that is a wonderful. That story. one. One of them. <laughs> I hope. Okay. All right. <laughs> Pick start tomorrow. <laughs> yes, they do. NFL tonight. Let's go. Versus at SN bets all over the socials. Thank you, Cap. My pleasure. Uh, coming up, an epic night of tennis that it went into the wee hours of the morning. It was an epic morning of tennis that saw Carlos Alcaraz move on to the semifinals at the U.S. Open. Is the next generation of men's tennis here? We'll discuss next right here on Tennis Friends. Tim and Friends continues right here on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 360 following the Cards lost to the Nationals right here on Sportsnet. We will get you to 7 p.m. Eastern time. There's also a 6.30 Marlins and Phillies game as Philadelphia continues mm. to play great baseball. But right now we're talking tennis with Jesse Rubinoff. And man, was that something last night. U.S. Open this year has featured some spectacular tennis. And last night might have been the best that we have seen so far. Carlos Alcaraz beat Yannick Sinner in an epic five-setter. It went until... 2.50 a.m. Eastern Time. The latest finish ever at a U.S. Open, and at 5 hours and 15 minutes, it was the second longest match in tournament history. The 19-year-old Alcaraz becomes the youngest man to reach the U.S. Open semis since Pete Sampras in 1990. He'll now face Francis Tiafo on Friday, who's looking to become the first American man to win a Grand Slam in almost 20 years. We're finally witnessing the changing of the guard in men's tennis here. Yes. Without a doubt, yes. In fact, I don't know if Carlos Alcaraz will win this tournament. I think the fact that he's played till basically 3 a.m. in the morning in each of his last two matches may put him at a severe disadvantage when he faces Francis Tiafo mm -hmm. in the semifinals. But this might be a mark my words, and we haven't used the mark my words since Sid Sixero left this show. But if Carlos Alcaraz stays healthy, I think we have like a double-digit Grand Slam winner on our hand. He's 19 years old, and we've seen flashes of brilliance from him in the past, mm -hmm. but he took it to a whole new level and showed the kind of intestinal fortitude 
to quote, to quote Gorilla Monsoon, that you need to be a legend in this game. And we've seen flashes. You know he's good. But to play 382 points just after you went till 2.30 in the morning against a former major winner in Marin Cilic, um, that shows me something about this player. I think that I think we might end up seeing him as the next one mm-hmm. in men's tennis. And Casper Ruud's not far behind. Like I think we're going to start seeing multiple major winners from outside the gatekeepers. Yeah, and Alcaraz has that star power too, right? That you, yeah. that you see. It's, it's a rare thing. But uh, the guys who the Federer, the Djokovic, and Nadal, they obviously have it. Yeah. And Alcaraz, just the way he. He makes. He was making videos with the fans at three o'clock in the morning after his match, and he celebrates with the crowd. And he pulls off stuff like you just saw right there with the bat behind the back, and his athleticism's off the charts. Like he's fun to watch. So I mean, if you're the ATP Tour, I think you are hoping for this guy to have success because he could be the one who shepherds you into the new generation. Yeah, and, and his English is getting better. Yeah. And one of the like one of the things. And listen, I know that's just a small thing, but like. Rafael Nadal speaks five languages. That's part of what brings tennis to a different level, is that he's able to convey what he's thinking, what he's doing on the court to a bunch of different fans. And Alcaraz has that that it factor. I think Francis Tiafo has that mm-hmm. it factor as well. And so I think there's a bunch of guys that are on the cusp that are young, and it's time for tennis to start moving on from what was by far and away the greatest generation of tennis players but i think for a lot of people you know like the average fan out there is saying like ah oh, none of the big names are here and the people that are watching the tennis are saying dear god this has been a lot of fun and i wouldn't be surprised if the average fan yeah. gets on board maybe a little bit later uh, what Tiafo said following his match ahead of Alcaraz and Sinner, I just hope they play a marathon match, super long match, and they get really tired come Friday. Well, his wish certainly came true. Alcaraz Second. is going to be tired, or you would think, but he's 19. Second longest match in the history of the U.S. Open, only a five-hour, 26-minute match between Unreal. Edberg and Chang in 92 lasted longer. He'll be exhausted. I don't care how young you are to that late and by the way tennis fix that mm-hmm. you can't have legendary matches in the middle of the night well i guess people in europe it's a little bit different time for a break when we come back an off day for the jays but still tons to talk about alec manoa delivers lourdes guriel jr goes down and the jays gear up for the stretch run we'll discuss it all with ricky romero plus go around the league is tim and friends continues on sportsnet and sportsnet 360. Sheepdogs back here. Hour number two. Tim and Friends full hour on Sportsnet 360, which includes Adam Rank on the Rams' chances to repeat and the NFL kickoff tonight. Rams, Bills from Los Angeles. Just in half an hour to go on Sportsnet. Marlins and Phillies coming up with no Jays game tonight. 
Ricky Romero, just moments from now, will join us and we will get you caught up to date on all things Blue Jays. Some highlights to show you from earlier today. Nationals and cards. Check this out. 41 year old Adam Wainwright, 40 year old Yadier Molina making their 324 start as battery mates. That is tied for the most ever in Major League history. And this team has some sort of stage presence because Molina hadn't homered since May 15th, but he hit a two run shot off of Josiah Gray. It's the first time in 44 games. However, Hard comebacker here. Wainwright turns to avoid it but catches it. Able to complete the throw to first and get the out. Bottom four. Cards down one. Molina, are you kidding me? <laughs> what the hell is he doing? It's supposed to be done. Two home runs. Ninth career multi-homer game. Another curtain call tied at four. However, the Nats would explode late top of the ninth. Eight four. Alex Call. He brings the roll call out. Finished four for five, five RBIs. Nat score four in the ninth and take it. 11-6 is your final. Speaking of the Jays, Bo Bichette has been named for the Jays, nominated for the Roberto Clemente Award. Award given to the player who best represents the game of baseball through extraordinary character, community involvement, philanthropy, and positive contributions both on and off the field. Bichette not only takes part in community activities in Toronto, but he was but, uh, with his high school baseball team in Florida as well. Voting now open MLB.com. A matchup tonight that has a degree of intensity. Natalie Rutschman with a ground ball up the first baseline. Vladdy behind the back to Manoa covering for the out. What did I just see? That was incredible. That's two big dudes moving right there. Pretty athletic. Kurt bluffs a start, goes back to first, and the throw goes into the outfield. Bichette will score. And Alec Manoa threw eight brilliant innings here tonight, and that is the end of the ball game, and that is a big series here in Baltimore for the Blue Jays. As we said a couple of times, big difference between three and four in Baltimore and just a split, especially after you sweep the opening two games in a doubleheader. Alec Manoa made sure of that by going eight strong, one run ball. Here to help us break that down and more is Ricky Romero from his brand new home setup in the go. greater Los Angeles area. What's going on, Ricky? How are you guys doing? Doing very well. As, as a dude that has been there, done that before, and kind of jumped on the scene in the major leagues, how impressed are you with what Alec Manoa has been able to do here? I feel like I'm running out of things to say about him. I feel like <laughs> every time he goes out there, it's like you just see the – he just continues to impress you every time he goes out there. When, when Just when you think that uh, their backs are against the wall, they have Alec Manoa to rely on, and he comes in every fifth day and, and, and does this thing. And the best thing about it is, like I said, his worst outings have been – just as good as his regular outing as is I mean I'm pretty I feel like these feel pretty normal now the the eight innings one run type type of outings but it almost seems like he's just settled in and and when he has a bad outing it's like a six innings three run type of outing and, and that's pretty impressive out of a young guy like that he likes the spotlight he loves being out there and cherishes it so much and I feel like he cares so much about this team and winning that it, it, it it's tough not to like root for him and like him and like his personality and the way he goes about his business. 
Is there a way that a 24-year-old can be a leader on a team? 100%. Especially when he's the first guy out there, usually uh, when, when there's bench clearing type <laughs> when stuff. When the bleep right? goes I mean, down? He, <laughs> he just seems to be that guy that, that wants to back up his teammates and has his teammates back uh, backs no matter what. And when you watch that shot of him right there, just sitting in the dugout and just nodding his head, watching everything kind of unfold as the Orioles had, had beaten the Jays that night and, and just kind of seeing it. And, and it, you almost, it's almost like he's, he's, seeing the future and saying, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what I come got to come in and execute. And he just goes and does that. And again, it's, it's, it's awesome to have a reliable, guy, a reliable guy like that every fifth day. And when you have, when you have horses like that, you don't take them for granted. You continue to ride them all the way through the, through the end of the season and into the playoffs. How do you explain dudes that just seem to have a, a stage presence? Because, you know, whether it was, Garrett Cole coming like I mean he could have been very rattled by hitting Aaron Judge and having one of the best pitchers of the game jump over the dugout rail and, and come out at least to the Audi sign. Uh, he, there's been a bunch of time his his first ever start Ricky was at <laughs> Yankee Stadium against that very team and if I'm not mistaken it was DJ LeMay who who he walked his first batter and then settled right in like. There seems to be a stage presence, and as a dude that never got to that level, like it strikes me that there, there's, there's, there's really good players, and then there's players that have this. Do you know yeah, what this it, is? It, it, it's it's special, man. It's 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 one of those things that you really don't teach. It's the the the, the mound presence that he has, the the excitement that he shows when he's out there. The it's just he he goes about it the, the, a different way, right? I mean, we were used to seeing a Roy Halladay every fifth day, and and when you when you look at them side by side, it's two completely different personalities. Again, when it's right. Manoa is the type of guy that's sitting top step when he's pitching and and just with his teammates talking to his teammates. Doc Halladay was completely opposite. He he couldn't talk to that guy no matter what. And and I think it's just one of those things where you just He's a special player. He's that 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 guy you don't want to miss every fifth day. And, and and every time he goes out there, he continues to impress. And again, it, I think he does it with such a big smile on his face. It looks like he's just having the time of his life when when he's out there pitching. And 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 the way he challenges hitters, the way he studies hitters, the way he changes his game plan as as it goes along during the game. That's stuff that you don't teach. And and, and it's something that he's been blessed with. And and I think he realizes that. I still go back to uh, a tweet he tweeted when the Jays got knocked out by the race. This is when they were in Buffalo in the playoffs, and he, and he wasn't even in the big leagues. And I remember he him tweeting something along the line saying, "Don't worry, guys, help is on the way." And I'm sitting here like, "Who the hell is this young guy tweeting this <laughs> that, that has never uh, stepped foot in the on a big league mound?" And here we are, a couple years later, and man, I mean, this he he was right. <laughs> yeah, crazy too when you think about. I know it was pandemic induced, but he only pitched three games above a ball like it's crazy crazy how quickly he has come along to be a huge factor on this team the, the one thing that I I always try to remember is that Manoa is older than Bo Bichette Adley Rutschman who just came up and everyone's talking about about the next big catcher is older than Bo Bichette Bo Bichette has gone through a little bit of an interesting season but uh, over the last little while Ricky we've seen him back and listen he's not going to keep this up but we've seen a lot from him do do you think this is kind of busting out of the slide here I think yeah I mean he's he's getting comfortable and it looks like he's seeing the ball really well and and how how I can see 
uh, what he's doing is the way he takes pitches. I mean, when when you're a pitcher and you see hitters kind of spitting on your changeup and your off-speed stuff like he's doing right now, you're like, wow, this guy is locked in. And we talk about hitters seeing or you hitters talk about seeing the ball like a beach ball. Well, that's where Bo Bichette is at right now. And it couldn't have come at a better time. But I know this is a guy that has received a lot of criticism. And sometimes I don't understand why. The guy goes out there and he plays every single day. And, and he goes hard every single day. And I, I, you know, I've talked to guys in that clubhouse and they say, man, if you guys can see how hard Bo Bichette works off of like behind, behind closed doors, it, you'd be amazed by it. And, and I think that's why I've learned to appreciate him and I continue to appreciate him and everything he's done. I mean, struggles are going to happen during a season. We all know that. And, and it's, and it's funny because when you listen to him talk, he says, I, I trust my process. I trust the process. I trust myself and I trust my abilities to be able to continue to just do the things that I know how to do. And, 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 and you tip your hat off to that because again, he's a young, young kid that, that has pretty much been in the big league since he was a little kid and and now that he's a star of a team obviously um there's a little bit more criticism but he's handled it well and he's gone out there like i said and he's played every single game uh doesn't hardly ever take stays off and and that to me means a lot especially for a young guy like that i have an answer to why uh, he takes the heat it's in my book and when i ask the next question i'm going to run over and get my notebook And I'm going to read you the quote, and you tell me if this fits to Bo Bichette. But I'm going to ask you the next question. Have we, with the the emphasis on the rulings at home plate, have we lost the plot as a game? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's a damn shame, honestly. Like, the way, uh, what I was... When I was watching that play unfold, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, what are what are we teaching? How do we teach our kids? How do we teach our kids on on what are the like? It's like we're losing the fundamentals of the game, and and I just don't know how you, if you're a coach, how do you teach a catcher to properly set himself up? Because again, when you keep watching that replay of Alejandro Kirk, it's almost like he did everything to perfection, and and but this is where we're at in the game of baseball right now. And it just doesn't make sense. And I know there was a, I, I, I got tweeted at like, Oh, you weren't complaining when it happened against uh, the Minnesota twins and you guys were on the winning end of it. And I'm like, well, it still bothers me. It's still, it's still not right. And it's, I think more than anything, it's hurting the game because again, you, you just take away from, from the athleticism, from the competitiveness of this beautiful game. And, and now you're, it's almost like these guys have turned into robots. Like they're looking at their feet you're almost better off just saying, all right, I'm not even going to go get the ball. Like, because regardless, it's going to probably, I'm going to be interfering with the, with the runner. So yeah, I feel like it's ruined it a little do, bit do, and do you have something has to change. Yeah. Do you have what it is that, that should change? Like, do we allow the collisions and just try to, uh, to police intent to injure or as long as there's like I felt like Rutschman had a path like yeah. yes Alejandro Kirk was blocking it for a split second but Rutschman completely had a path to slide in he was just out yeah and and I and I feel like that position is a is part of the game where where there's going to be contact involved and yeah. and like you said I think it's one of those things where you police it in the sense that it was their intent to hurt somebody but if you're coming in hard sliding trying to score a run to win a ball game. Um, I think, you know, if the catcher gets taken out, I mean, it, it happens. And and I feel like we've seen that in the past where obviously, you know, Buster Posey obviously comes to mind and yeah, he yeah. got hurt. And there's a reason why there's this rule, but I still feel like there should be a little bit of contact there, obviously without 
injuring anybody, um, I think there's a safe way to do it for sure. All right, I found uh, the beat up notebook here. It's even uh, you can see that it's all. I've had it for years here, hey, Ricky. Uh, I got one too. Don't worry. <laughs> you got one there. Nice. Uh, so this is Jim Brosnan, who played in the big leagues and then became a broadcaster, and he said. Fans want the player to be not what he inherently is, but what they think he ought to be. And I think that's Bo Bichette. Yeah. Where, listen, he's a really good player. He's still young. People forget that. And they came in with expectations on what he ought to be. And because he wasn't there, and I think Bo had the same expectations of, of him. But that, but that's why he takes the heat because fans think that you ought to be this way, and <laughs> as a player, you know you are what you are, and you work as hard as you want to get better. But I think that's the quote. Agree or disagree? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree, and it happened to me because sometimes you try to live yep. up to other people's expectations that you forget about the job at at hand, and and you start trying to satisfy everyone else, and you become like. Like, okay, what's going to make people happy? What's going to make the fans happy? Well, what's going to make me happy? I know that I'm putting in the work. And if I know I'm putting in the work and I'm not getting the results, if I stick to the process, it's going to turn around for me. And it's turned around for Bowl right now in September. Uh, We tweeted out that that tweet that you referenced. We found it online, the one from Alec Manoa. So for those looking for that tweet, (laughs) uh, we found it. We threw it out there (laughs) so that people could see it too. There it is. (laughs) Pieces are on the way. We'll be back for a good time and a long time. Uh, That's awesome. All right, before we go, we only got about a minute here. More impressive what Judge is doing or more disappointing what the Padres are doing? Ooh, what the Padres are doing. I think they gave up their whole farm system to bring in Juan Soto and bring in Josh Bell and bring in Josh Hader, and it just has not worked out for them so far, and obviously the Tatis news doesn't help either. Do you think that the Tatis news gives them a little bit of leeway, or is that why the fan? like, it seems like Padres fans are pissed right now. No, I, I think obviously the San Diego Padres went and made that deal because they knew what was <laughs> going to happen to them with Tatis. And obviously it's well known, right? I mean, that they, the, the player finds out and the organization knew about it. So I think they went in and made that deal for that reason. Right. That's a tough situation in San Diego. If they don't make the playoffs after doing that, crazy. Uh, Ricky, thanks for catching up. As always, uh, enjoy having you on. Thanks for doing it. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. The uh, the one and only Ricky Romero. Was that you that found that tweet? Uh, yes, it was. Appreciate that. I'm not easy to do. Not easy to do. That, that was harder than going and getting my notebook and looking for the tweet from Jim Brosnan. That thing looks like it's from yeah, Game it's, of Thrones. It's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> this is, so this is the God's honest truth. This thing has been beat up so much that my wife bought this one which is, I'm copying the notes from this one to this one, <laughs> but it's taken so long that this one looks just as old. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, what I'm clearly trying to do right now is uh, find the picture of you from about, what, 25 years ago, Headline Sports, because I'm trying to find if that was the same notebook that you used uh, in 2002. Uh, probably pretty close. Yeah, well, I'll have to find it. Nah, not quite. All right, time for a break. Uh, we'll get more of your match games. I think this one's from later than that, to be honest with you. Really? And look how old this looks. 
<laughs> so good. I think I'm good in the business. Match game, the return of the NFL makes me feel like blank. We'll get a few of your match games next right here on Tim and Friends. All right, we got some highlights for you from earlier today. Four AmeriCup quarterfinals today, including Mexico and Canada. Delano Banton playing for Canada. And check out... Delano Banton with the weird mesh throwing it down. Then more from Banton, this time finishing on the alley-oop. He had 16 Canada up one fourth quarter. Clutch time. And it's Trey Bell Haynes out of Boston College fights off a defender. He will get the buckets to drop through the tassels. Under three to go, Canada now up six, and it is Carlton's Lloyd Pandy wide open from the corner. And the 2022 U Sports Player of the Year buries it. Canada beats Mexico after an interesting group stage full of real close games. This Canadian squad wins 82-77. Weird collection of players for that one. Meanwhile, Europa League group stage Manchester United taking on Real Sociedad before the match. A moment of silence held at Old Trafford for Queen Elizabeth II, who obviously passed away Thursday at Balmoral. Um, it seems as though we might not get weekend games in the Premiership uh, in honor of Queen Elizabeth. In the 35th minute, Cristiano Ronaldo header was offside. 56th minute, Lisandro Martinez blocks the shot from David Silva. Ball deflects off of his arm, off of his leg, and penalty is awarded to Sociedad. Here's Braze Mendez, and guess what? Real Sociedad beats Manchester United 1-0, your final in this game. That AmeriCup team, I am, uh, as, a, as a basketball head, I'm mystified by the roster construction have a guy who played at Carleton last year mm -hmm. and a guy who played for the Toronto Raptors on the same team shows just how far Canadian basketball has come. Having Lloyd Pandy take the Delano Benton pass and bury a triple, like, it's just, it's amazing to me to see that. And I know that that's been the past, but this is like pieces of the men's national team mm -hmm. going toe-to-toe -to -toe with other countries that have sent their national team. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's come a long way, like uh, many other programs in different sports around this country. We are becoming a uh, dominant force, some would say. On the international stage. Luca too? Like, Luca Doncic scored, like, the most points in the history of the Euro League. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous what yeah. he put up. I think he had 47. 47, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, it's fun. Uh, all right, NFL tonight. Uh, I think that brings us back to our, our match game because the people are amped. The people are ready to go. So the NFL returning makes me feel like blank. Uh, I haven't asked you, so I'll let you uh, think about your answer here. The NFL returning makes Tim feel like uh, blank. But here, uh, Mike says, next spring I'm going to have to live through another TB12 retirement fiasco. Didn't like it, I guess. You're looking confused. I, I, no, it took me a second. I got it. Retired. Tom Brady. Unretired. Yeah. Do we know why he, like, actually we, we, I think we have an idea. We have an idea. Oh, why he unretired? unretired? Yeah. You know, there was speculation they didn't like the way it was announced. And we'll have to see. A lot of people sort of thinking that this is going to be the year where Tom falls off a little bit, but that remains to be seen. Uh, Cody says, the NFL returning makes me excited because it reminds me that preseason NHL starts this month. 
All right, Cody, we get it. You like hockey. Derek says, the NFL returning makes me feel like Christmas Day. Yeah, Bill's that's, mafia. That, that's kind of me. I'm like the kid in the candy store. Christmas Day, Bill's Mafia, understood. I wonder how many, uh, how many members of Bill's Mafia made the road trip to L.A. for this one. They're probably going to be pretty loud. Yeah, I, I, I think there's going to be a few Bills fans who cash in a couple of vacation days, yeah. headed on down to LA. It'll be fun. It is pretty awesome to just to witness the different fan bases that travel. Like obviously we've seen, we saw in Pittsburgh with the Blue Jays, and we've seen in Seattle. But there are a select few who travel better than others, and it seems like Buffalo, for whatever reason, is one of those. Uh, we know they donate to charity better than anybody yes. else. Let's get to a couple more match yeah. games here. Uh, one play says this famous uh, old man dance, oh. yeah, throwing away the this, canes. And this famous old man dancing, this is a staple yeah. of Tim and Sid history, yeah. Jesse. A classic. An absolute staple. Classic. We don't turn down for anything, we turn down for this man right here. Robert By the way, says, he also had his grocery bag attached right. to his hip. I don't right. know if you've yeah. noticed that part of it. Uh, the NFL <laughs> returning makes me feel like Tim when he gets a new notebook, says Robert. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Buy a binder. Buy a binder. She's <laughs> good. That at the bottom, yeah. Really good. Yeah. And then uh, the NFL returning makes me feel like Joe says, I can finally get off my keto diet. Bring on the chicken wings. Awesome. Uh, so the NFL season is obviously back tonight. The hyperbole is at an all-time high. I don't know that any league anywhere on planet Earth does it the way the NFL does it. And it starts at the top, apparently. It starts with the commissioner, Roger Goodell, who decided he would put out a video to honor day one of the NFL season. I think his social media team might need to rethink this one. I was so excited, I could hardly sleep last night. Came in extra early this morning. I can't believe today is finally here. Woo! Game time! Every year, I nominate one person to decorate the office. It's kind of a big responsibility. He only ever nominates himself, ever since he was an intern. For the 40th straight year, I've nominated myself. It's always a great day when football is back. The game is back, fans are back. Need to make sure everything is absolutely perfect around this place. All the details. Woo! Morning! Game day! Game day! Let's go, let's go! Go! Woo! Oh yeah, he gets really excited this time of year. Thursday night, first game of the season. I don't know what else you can ask for. Mm -hmm. This might be the best game of the season on paper. He does this to everyone's calendar across the entire company. I'm just so excited the regular season is kicking off. I can't wait to watch the game with millions of my closest friends around the world. And I couldn't be more excited to be the first to welcome you, the fans, back to football. That was horrendous. What's the what's the uh, term? Often imitated, never duplicated. They tried to do the office. It wasn't good. <sighs> I'm 
So that's how you feel about it. All right, it's time to send it to the Marlins and the Phillies on Sportsnet. <laughs> Phillies currently holding down the second wild card spot in the National League. As for us, we'll continue on Sportsnet 360 for the final half. Adam Rank's going to drop by. Maybe, maybe he thought that was better than I thought it was. I doubt it. Football next. No more Goodell. Tonight is the night, is the night of love, together forever. The Rams will celebrate their championship, Super Bowl championship, and begin their quest for a second straight title tonight against the Buffalo Bills. It's a task that's not easy to do. Last time we saw someone do it, the word dynasty was being thrown around. We aren't quite there yet with the Rams, but they have a pretty good chance to build something special here. With more, here's Anthony Caminiti. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Last year, the Rams bet big on Matthew Stafford, and it paid off. They reached the top, and tonight they begin the defense of their crown. No one has gone back-to-back -back since the Patriots in 2003-2004, and only eight teams have done it before. Can the Rams be the ninth? Well, they're definitely going for it. After losing Vaughn Miller, Robert Woods, and Andrew Whitworth, the Rams kept to their tradition of ignoring the salary cap completely by bringing an eight-time All-Pro Bobby Wagner and saving Allen Robinson from QB jail. Not to mention Aaron Donald will be back after flirting with retirement, so that helps. We built the super team. We can bring the super team back. Why not run it back? We could be world champions. Yeah! All was going well until reports surfaced that Stafford has tendonitis in his throwing elbow. But the Rams are pretty much adopting this guy's mentality. You know what? I'm about to say it. Okay. Say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. All right, it's time for a little trivia. Of the last 10 Super Bowl winners, how many missed the playoffs the following year? The answer, only three. In fact, three made it all the way back to the Super Bowl, and overall, teams averaged 11.1 wins the year after winning the Super Bowl. The point is, that Super Bowl hangover for the defending champ might be cured. Assume you're not too hungover to do said work? Nope, it's like I never even drank. The Rams find themselves in a seemingly weak NFC. It's the second year of Stafford with elite players on both sides of the ball, and they've continued their all-in mentality to capitalize on this championship window. The question is, is it enough for the repeat? And I'm sure we won't answer that question by immediately having a knee-jerk overreaction to the result of tonight's game. Oh, I can't wait for overreaction Monday. It might even be overreaction Friday. The NFL is back and here to help us break it down. Is your fantasy analyst's favorite fantasy analyst? It is our friend, Adam Rank. Rocking the sunglasses. And what is going on, Adam Rank? You know what? I've got a little bit of an eye injury, a scratch cornea. Oh, no. And I've been wearing these sunglasses on a lot of the NFL Network shows, and people have accused me yeah. of milking this the way that Bob Orton milked his cast <laughs> yeah. all those many years ago. Yeah. But hopefully uh, hopefully the shades will be coming off soon. I don't know. I got I think I got a date with Ivanka tonight, so <laughs> when I'm on Sportsnet later, I don't know oh. if I'll be allowed to wear them. Uh, we'll see what she if she says no, then I've got to listen. to uh, There's a couple Canadian references here. One, I don't know if you remember K 
Canada's greatest athlete, Iron Mike Sharp, who was a jobber in the WWF, uh, but a, a legend here in Canada. He also milked the cast. Uh, in yeah, fact, I think, he had his, I think he had it for his entire career. And, and two, uh, I wear my sunglasses at night. Another Canadian yeah. legend. Now, is it that, like, I've come on with, so I started my career on the Score Television Network with four stitches in my chin uh, yeah. from a high stick while playing men's league hockey, and it was my brother who did it to me. Is it nasty? Like, you have to wear these no, sunglasses? No, no. Oh. You wouldn't even notice anymore if I took it off. Oh, you need it for the lights. The lights. It's the bright right. lights right here. I like, if you. I do it, like, if I'm at my home and I'm using the natural light, because uh, my home studio is a lot like old Wrigley Field, where it's natural, baby. <laughs> right. The natural lights. And I can kind of play in that kind of environment. Right. But you right. get me under these studio lights, and I'm like, you know what? I, I got to do it. No, no, safety first. Safety first. Leave the sunglasses on. And if you need me to talk with uh, Ivanka Osmak and Ken Reed, uh, yeah. You let me. I'll, Reed, I, I don't care what Reed says. Like, whatever. <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter for his opinion. All right, I'm countering Caminiti's uh, trivia and stat about the last 10 Super Bowl winners, how many missed the playoffs with this one. Since the 1999 Super Bowl, yeah. 19 of 46 teams to have played in the Super Bowl missed the playoffs the following season. That's 41%. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, it's the Bengals. It's a team that loses. It's not that much higher. The team that loses the Super Bowl, 11 right. of 23 missed the playoffs the following season, which is around 48%. So there is definitely a real Super Bowl hangover. Will it affect the Rams, Adam Rank? I don't know. Although I will say being out here in Los Angeles, and I don't know if this has been a, a problem with other teams in the past, the Rams really seem to be celebrating this one. Like, I don't know. And again, maybe it's because I'm here, but like that's all we heard about. We were sitting there. Sean McVay got married during the offseason. Of course, the Lombardi Trophy was there. It it seemed like this party went on and on, which is ironic because they had their Super Bowl parade. I think they had an extra day of parade for the number of people who were there, which is about 30. And uh, that party kept going. There weren't a lot of people there. Not a lot of people there. But listen, they partied hard. I think the L.A. Kings actually had a bigger turnout for their parades when they won the Stanley Cups back in 2012. 2014. So they really see the Rams seem really pleased with themselves. But as you said in that feature, you know, they went out and reloaded, bringing Allen Robinson in, bringing in Bobby Wagner. Those are two guys who are going to bring an element to this team. And I really like the way that uh, that Allen Robinson, oh my gosh, this guy's finally playing with the best quarterback of his career. Yeah. This is going to be good. The team, though, Tim, you got to, you got to worry about the teams that don't win the Super Bowl. You know what? Like there's a whole run of quarterbacks under the age of 25 who lost their initial their initial Super Bowl never got back Dan Marino never got back to a yeah. Super Bowl and it seems ridiculous because you're like well Joe Burrow is going to be back the team's better and I'm like I'm with you on all that but the numbers have shown over the last decade or 20 that these teams that lose the Super Bowl especially first time quarterbacks have a lot of have a hard time getting back yeah, and I think that division will play a factor in what the Cincinnati Bank like this year. I, I yeah. would love Cincy, but that division, I have no idea who's winning that division. I have no idea who's second in that division. And quietly, the Pittsburgh Steelers scare me a little bit, and they're supposed to be dead last. They're always good. You know, that's yeah. the one thing about Mike Tomlin. They never finish below 500. They're always solid. Mitch Trubisky getting a legitimate uh, shot to start in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't bet. I'm not allowed to wager. 
But it's weird to not see Pittsburgh on this list of Super Bowl favorites. And the Colts are. So you're like, I don't know. Some sometimes things don't make sense, but man, that's a tough, it's tough. That AFC is tough. Then you look at the NFC and you're like, all right, there's three good teams. Who are the other squads? Yeah. Like who's making the playoffs? Like, like I see people making the case for, I don't know, Carolina to make the playoffs, the Bears, like the of course the Lions, because they're on hard knocks. They have the uh, the hard knocks rub. So to speak, you know what I'm talking about, Tim? I, I feel like, like whatever. I feel like the sunglasses have have permeated the entire attitude right oh, yeah. now. Like you are throwing, you are you've turned into Barrington Levy here. If <laughs> I, I just been throwing haymakers at people, just <laughs> yeah. taking shots, yeah, I, I love feel it. like I'm I'm like rocking in my chair now. This is like a new attitude that's come over me. The, the the sunglasses are very freeing. So you're not but, uh, you're not buying the Detroit Lions. No. That, that's what I'm. Listen, <laughs> it's like when you know you're watching SmackDown on a Friday night, and uh, they put out a video package of Chad Gable. You're like, oh, Chad Gable might meet might beat Roman Reigns, and then he goes out there and gets squashed. That's the Lions, the Chad Gable of the NFL. All right, so let me ask you this: Who has a better season, Cooper Cup or Stephon Diggs? You know what? I feel like both these guys over the last two years, these are the last two receiving leaders over the last couple of uh, seasons. I feel like both of them have so much competition within their team. Like Cooper Cup is going to be fighting for targets with Allen Robinson. I honestly think that Allen Robinson can end up having the better season. We saw it last year when Odell Beckham Jr. joined this squad. They really love throwing him the football. And were, and were it not for the injuries, he might have ended up being the guy who won the Super Bowl MVP honors. And then you have Allen Robinson, who, to me, he's equitable to Odell Beckham Jr. So I think that could be a problem. And with Stephon Diggs, it's so funny because, you know, being in the fantasy space, everybody's been talking up Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. They're going to run the ball more. You're like, okay, well, are they scoring 90 points a game? Because then Stephon Diggs is going to take out the Dawson. The Dawson Knox is there. So I think both guys will be very good, but I think it's going to be much tougher for them to repeat what they've done over the last couple of seasons. One more fantasy question from me. Ken Dorsey makes his debut. Former Toronto Argonaut Ken Dorsey. He also played for the Florida Gators a little bit, but whatever. Former Toronto Argonaut Ken Dorsey, uh, new OC. Is there a drop-off from Brian Dable? No, not at all. I thought that this was one of the biggest things that the Buffalo Bills could have done during the offseason, knowing that Brian Dable was going to leave going to be a head coach somewhere in this league. It was it was important for them to make sure that Ken Dorsey stayed. So there is a little bit of continuity going from Brian Dable to Ken Dorsey. If you brought in an outside guy who was trying to install a new system or anything like that, it, it would have been a disaster or, or could have been a disaster. I think Josh Allen has established himself enough that he's, he's kind of uh, coordinator proof at this point. But I think that's a huge help. And I think that's a big reason why everybody really likes the Buffalo Bills to be that representative in the AFC this season is because there has been some continuity there. All right, I was told I said Florida. I'm an idiot. It's the U, obviously. Um, I just a uh, slip of the tongue. I shook Ken my Dorsey. head. It yeah. sounded right. No, it, I said it Ken with confidence. Dorsey, yeah. Ken Dorsey, Shane Matthews, uh, Danny <laughs> Werfel. Like, right. I don't know. It's he, all the same he, dude to me. He does fit in there more than he fits in at the U. But whatever, that's a story for a different day. Uh, Jesse Rubinoff has a quick question for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Don't, don't know put me in an uncomfortable spot. No. Well, I think you're going to have a good take on this, especially considering the sunglasses. 
guesses, but a couple days ago, and you being a fantasy aficionado, I had a fantasy draft. No, he's your he's your fantasy analyst's favorite fantasy analyst. That's right. who he is. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this picture. So I, one of the buddies uh, in my fantasy draft, uh, him and his wife had a baby girl. And this is seven hours, seven yeah. hours oh after goodness. the girl, uh, the daughter was born. Here he is <laughs> yeah. sitting in the hospital doing our draft. So we ask you, we do cut or uncut on this show. Is this cut or uncut sitting in the hospital seven no. hours post-birth? That's a baller move. What else would you be doing? Like, what do you, that baby's a paperweight at that point. Like, what is, what are you supposed to be doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a baby's just sleeping, sleeping and pooping. Like, there's not a lot going Moral on in that support, room. support, maybe? I don't know. I've, like, I've been in that room twice, okay? Yeah. Okay. There's not, there's not a lot going on. The mom's <laughs> convalescing. The doctor comes in, shakes your hand. You talk for about five minutes, and then you're just sitting there. There's a baby. You and yeah. a baby. A yeah. baby is sleeping. Whether And listen, that, that kid is not going to know whether you were doing a fantasy <laughs> draft, whether you were texting your friends, posting photos. I mean, I think posting the photo on the internet is probably worse than what you're actually doing, but <laughs> hey, whatever, do you. Just, like, don't cloud, you're cloud chasing your baby already. I guess that's the most offensive part of that. <laughs> uh, by the way, Jesse posted the picture, yeah, not, not, yeah. not the dude. But no, he still Jesse's clout chasing another was, kid, the, another the guy's kid. The picture was still taken. The picture was still taken. Yeah. You, it wasn't like you drew stick figures. It wasn't like a court reenactment right. photo that they drew. <laughs> like, here's, here's the action from the maternity ward. No, no, no. He was there. He took uh, the photo. He knew what he was doing. Did a good job, too. I, I, like, I like sunglasses, Adam Rank. Yeah. I hope he This is the thing. Oh, yeah. this we've established any time I'm coming on this show. Oh, yeah. And I think it's like when, it's like whenever a wrestler grows a goatee, you're like, oh, he's evil now. The sunglasses <laughs> are now my thing. Yeah, you're, you're now evil. Uh, Ivanka, you're not taking the sunglasses off this man. Uh, we'll see you later tonight. All right, look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Uh, there is Adam Rank. I always watch the hits. Like, I watch Central every night. Yeah. So I see these hits that Adam Rank does when he cheats on us. Yeah. All right, time for one last break. Last call on the way. So un uncut is what he said, but the picture may be cut. Yeah, I guess. I kind of now like you're feeling bad, though. No, yeah. not yeah, feeling you bad are at all. Bad. No, 0% yeah. feeling bad. Welcome back, friends. A special Thursday tip of the captain, Nazem Kadri, who made a $1 million donation Unreal. to the surgical centers at the London Health Sciences Center in his hometown of London, Ontario. It will be called the Nazem Kadri Surgical Center, first of its kind in Ontario, and a leader in surgical innovation. As a kid growing up in London, Ontario, my community was very important to me and my family. As I got older, I felt the need to contribute back to the community that raised me. I am honored to give back to my community by establishing the Nazem Kadri Surgical Center. Please join me in transforming surgical care for patients across our community. million dollars back to the yeah. community and a place that we desperately needed for some reason right now it's incredible well done well done Nas. okay uh let's get the last call here uh oilers training camp begins later this month and yesi puya yarvi will be back for his sixth season with the team mm -hmm. yesterday he posted a series of photos on instagram with the caption summer 2022 nice. and he also included photo dump this video yes oh there's videos here yeah. <laughs> 
That's Shakira World I, Cup? I, I think so. Is that what that was? I think so, yeah. I think so. Not 100% sold. I'm not 100% sure, I should say, but... Kid's kind of jacked, eh? Uh, like, I guess... He's a physical specimen. What was he eating this summer? Can he No, nuts? I think he's always been a physical specimen. Yeah. Part of the reason why he was drafted that high. Uh, so obviously a breakout season is coming. I, well, would I, think, I think we have a new goal song in Edmonton. That's what <laughs> right. I think we have. Right. Whenever Jesse scores and you hope it's more than the 14 I think he had last year. Oh, good of the dome piece. Good, no, I, I, was, uh, I was doing some research over the weekend. But I... I keep waiting for him to be better than he is yeah and people rip him more than they should because of where he was drafted but he could be a real important piece for that team. I'm being way after seeing him ride an exercise bike with no shirt to a World Cup song I got way too serious on that answer but I've been pontificating on the on the future of Jesse Pugliarvi in Edmonton and I think he gets ripped too much, but I also think that he needs to be better. By the it, way, cute dog. Two things. Uh, it is confirmed Shakira. It is. Yes, and also, yeah. 14 goals last year. Yeah, I was, uh, it was like weekend research. Well, actually it wasn't weekend. It was maybe Monday research because we had the day off. Love when that happens though. And it worked out. You read it and then it's just somewhere and in Bingo the recesses and boom, bingo was right. called. Uh, okay, it was a big day for Canada's Aaron Brown at the Diamond League Hey, friend of the today. show, Aaron Brown. Brown finished third in the 100 meters with a season best time of 10.06 seconds. And then he followed that up with a second place finish in the Come 200 on. meters. Also running a season best time oh, of 20.02 seconds. Unreal. Yeah. Andre DeGrasse finished eighth in the 100 and sixth in the 200 and has struggled a little bit to recover from a bout with COVID in the spring is Brown underappreciated in this country because of the success this teammate the grass has enjoyed yeah we kind of had this conversation before this guy is in the top 10 in the world in both the 100 and the 200 and yet like think of every other sport on planet earth if a guy was top 10, you'd be like, this guy's a superstar. He's in two disciplines that are among the most competed in on planet Earth. And yet, if you pulled our audience right now, a lot of them wouldn't even know who he is. And he's Canadian. Uh, I, listen, he's a friend of the show, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but to be able to do what he does in both the 100 and the 200, I think he needs a little bit more love in this country. It's got nothing to do with Andre de Grasse. He's got to get on podiums. When he gets on podiums in major events, he'll get that love. But man, it's a tough sport to compete in. Everyone on planet Earth competes in it. Literally. And you have to be top three in the world to get any sort of love. Yeah, I mean, we weren't very good at, at sprinting when we tried in 40. You were a little bit better than that. Nah, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to get the legs up. Just I, uh, I was I was ripped off by the way. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I was ripped off. And you started pretty pretty slow. No, I know I know a, what you were doing. No, you didn't want to hurt anything. It was no. a false start. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yes, you, it was. No, you were just slow to come out of the gate. Nothing wrong with that. I will make you. I'll make you at a year older. I will make you a five hundred dollar bet that I will be faster next year's combine than I was at this year's combine because I was ripped off by a false start. $500. That I will be faster next year than I was this year. At the tender age of 47 and a half, I will be faster next year than I was this year. $500. 
I will bet you a nice dinner at the restaurant of your choosing. No wine included. If you'd rather that. I'll take it. I said the no wine included because I know of uh, uh, two guys that got into a fight because the guy ordered like a thousand dollar bottle of wine. Well, it's a five hundred, five hundred dollar limit. Yeah. I read the menu. Yeah, so I, well, yeah, I, I, I would do that to you. No wine included. No, that's fine. Well, Just, uh, no wine included. What if it's like a reason? No, no wine. wine included. I okay. saw two okay. friends get into a fight over it. I'm not doing. No okay, wine fine. included. Okay, we don't have to fight. I don't think you fine. would order the thousand no. dollar bottle of wine, but I don't want to walk down that road. Little Kobe beef. It's five hundred bucks. Whatever you want. A meal or 500 bucks. I am faster next year in the combine than I was this year because I got ripped off. And I can even show you on the video. What's up, Sebi? No, I'm not beating anybody. I'm competing against myself. We all, Sebastian Morin, we all compete against the person in the mirror. It's like, That's who we compete against. It's we like don't when compete you do, against anybody else but the person in the right. mirror. Yeah, it's like when you do the racing uh, video games and you have the ghost. You set the fastest lap and then you got to go and try and beat your own ghost. Right. So, I mean, best I of luck I got ripped you, off because I started and then it said go. And I, so I, I double, there was a double clutch. And when we did the official, remember the, the stopwatch outside, I beat you. Uh, people didn't even know that. Stopwatch outside, I beat you. And then we did the official timing here and it was on first movement. And all of a sudden I was like a full second behind you. I'll never forget. Someone, it's not like I haven't forgotten here. Someone wrote in and said you were like a tugboat coming out of the starting gate. I was a tugboat because it was a false start. <laughs> Laugh all you want. Oh, I'm coming oh after you goodness. next year. Oh my goodness. Nate Pearson pitched a perfect inning. Oh yeah, just move on. Why don't the, you? Do I have to pay you? So I have to pay you $500 or Yes, or if, dinner, I, if dinner, I run the why? same time or slower oh, next sure. year, do you want to bet? Yeah, you can get like, wine. Like, are we betting here? Yeah, we're betting. We're betting. You can get uh, you can get wine too. How about that? Nate Pearson, uh, it's scoreless inning too, by the way. That's important. Is Sports it important? related. It is important. He's just moved on without even acknowledging our conversation. I said, did I not say I acknowledge the bet? I'm good. That's fine. We're in. I love 500 it. bucks? 500 bucks. Or the meal? Which one? Isn't the meal 500 bucks? It was, not, it was like a $500 meal. Carte blanche. Cut. Spend whatever you want. I said either or. Okay, whatever. Fine. Whatever you want. Whatever All you right. want. By the way, Nate Pearson threw 100. It's not, it's, My hands are right. very sweaty. I'm sorry. Oh about my that. god! It's just a, it's a genetic Holy thing. Holy crap! It's a genetic thing. All the time. <laughs> a, yeah, all the time. Oh, that's yeah. gross. I Nate, know, sorry. Nate Pearson threw 100 just, miles an hour. Could have just been a fist he could bump. Could be a piece. That's, Look, you can. No, we have to see shake it. hands on a bat. Well, on a okay, bat, you have to then, shake hands. Yeah. I don't even care. I had the decency to apologize and warn you. It feels like you were doing Brian Baker celebrations. All right, this is what's on the air tonight, kids. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Tim you and better Sweaty get training. Friends. What the hell was that? You gotta start training like Yessie Puyi Artist.